Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. That's what they look like. (laughs) They're like the the tooth fairy things from Hellboy. In fact, let's be honest, it's a tooth fairy swarm roll for initiative. Uh, Nobody likes a swarm. You both take four points of bludgeoning damage. You're still up. Oh my gosh. Uh, Right? I had five hit points. Yeah. Oh Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Let's go to work. The range of emotions we've seen in like this tense. I know, for real. This is yeah. wild. Uh, that is nine points of fire damage. Okay. And it dies. Uh, okay. Shall we continue through this next doorway? You open the door. There is a decked out female centaur. What? And she holds in one hand an enormous longsword and in another hand a huge steel shield. Hi. Um, my name is Asta. I am Salah. Captain Salah. While I regret not being able to have the time to learn about you. As the Slim has, I promise I will take my time with you, posthumously, to learn everything about you, inside and out. You are not worthy, and I will prove it. The adventure continues. Now. Actual play podcast featuring not one but two convicted felons. <laughs> I I didn't think we were talking about that on air. We'll never we'll never say. Show yourselves. You know what? I bet you want to, Sydney. 
What? You just, you just give me those vibes. Yep. What in the world? Let me guess. It was a crime of passion. Look at this. <laughs> She's got a dagger next to her and a calculator. It was a it maniac. Calculator. White collar cr- criminal, Sydney Emanuel. Over yep. There? I'm over here just doing fraudulent taxes. Let's be honest. How many people here are comfortable uh, talking about the time they got arrested? I never got arrested. Oh. I've never been arrested. Okay, come on. Wait, so, hold on. I'm that never company. have I ever. Been arrested, yeah. I've never been arrested. Yeah, I've, I've never, never been arrested. I've, never been, I've been, arrested. been arrested. Oh no, you have wow. not. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> skids the felon. Skids the felon. He, he got. He's the only one's been arrested, but he's not the only convicted felon. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun. <laughs> I will say, it was, I was thinking about this the other day because uh, what I got arrested and I was in jail, and you know they, they take your belt and everything, and I'm just like, man, this sucks. <laughs> And uh, we're sitting. <laughs> that was the top of the list. The, the belt. Is the belt. Well, and that's like one day I choose oversized pants. It's the th- it's one of the reasons I was so glad I got TSA pre-check because it's just like I just want to have some dignity. I want to be able to keep my belt on as long as I want to have my belt on. <laughs> one of the little things that they rob you of when you normally get on a plane. So we're sitting there, and uh, we're sitting there in the the tank, and uh, I'll never forget. We're watching uh, Deep Space Nine. They had it on the TV, and I was talking with some of the other guys in there, and it was just like. I was like, wasn't that guy in Spencer for Hired? I was like, yeah, he was on Spencer for Hired. <laughs> so what happened? Do you want to talk about it? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Is that a cape or an ankle It was monitor? a misunderstanding. <laughs> it's a misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> I got a ticket one on time shot that, first. that was funny, but I wasn't arrested. I was in Seaside in New Jersey. Okay. And Sorry. They have, they have okay. looser rules. We went there after prom. So I was maybe 18. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> maybe 17. Okay. Um, we all rented a house, all the kids, and the parents were kind of like, have fun. And we went on our own. Ter- I mean, yeah, Joe was making a face. I'm just kind of baffled. For Aren't you from like upstate New York? Oh, no, this is when you were in New York City? No, I mean, we live like close to the city. I'm, I'm from like downstate New York, I would say. Okay. But we drove. We drove down to Jersey. And you could uh, choose seaside. anywhere. You could choose, you anywhere. choose anywhere. Seaside. Seaside. Oh, you you don't know anything about the 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 Jersey Shore after prom situation. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. So everyone is there. All these young kids, and you rent a house, and you illegally buy alcohol, and then you get <gasps> wasted. So my friend and I were going to the boardwalk, and we filled up water bottles, you know, with vodka or whatever. We're walking up to the boardwalk to have a night on the town, and a bike cop. Pulls us over. The Let me smell your water. Well, he was like, "What's in that?" And we were like, "Water." And he goes, "No, it's not." And you're young and you're scared. And we were going to run. We were going to bolt. <laughs> we were like ready to go. You're going to go off road and force him to bike down. You're going to outrun his bike. Yes. I was going to kick him off the bike and run. But uh, he was like, "It's not." Uh, let me smell it. And we were like, "No, you're not smelling it." And he was like, "Then, then I'm going to write you a ticket." And we're like, what if we just pour it out? And he's like, well, why would you pour out your water bottle? And we were like, ah. Like to water the seagrass, it nicer. Just, like talking he to had, a bridge he had us, it, it, Yeah, I know. I was like, is this a riddle? And then he wrote us a ticket for drinking in public. And it was so embarrassing because he like wrote it and he gave it to us. And we're like, man, fucking whatever. And then he rode away on his bicycle. And I was like, we could have we gotten away. Uh, we could have gotten away. He's on they, a bike. Did they take your belt at any point? No. <laughs> he let us keep our... I feel so sorry for you. This must have been very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do all of that with a belt. It's so embarrassing. They took your belt. <laughs>
So I got it back. <laughs> one time, uh, our producer Francis and I and our good friend Dave Kang uh, finished a night. Oh, yeah, I'm telling this story, Francis. Finished a night. <laughs> oh no! Finished a night of drinking at a bar in Astoria called McCann's. And oh, uh, McCann's! That was McCann's. our first date. That was, yeah, was Joe and I's first date. Was that's that's so funny. You we can go said, back after that. After yeah, I, I, we, this well, this was before. This was a hundred years ago. This is me and the like, Marvel guys. Like, that was that was our our hangout. We were there like three four times a week. Oh, I still love McCann's. They used to give yeah. out wooden tokens. You could come yeah, back and get could, a free drink. Right. I still yeah, have a token. Right. Anyways, it's a whole yeah. story. <laughs> Francis still has his. I mean, we used to, we, you know, the bars close at 4 a.m. here in New York. Most people know that. A lot of people don't. And, uh, of course, after drinking all night, you had to, we weren't done at 4 a.m. We we're like, well, we need a little bit more. So Francis and Dave and I, we go to a packy or like a, a store and we just get like a couple six packs, maybe a couple tall boys. Uh, and we're like, let's just, Let's just walk to the river and uh, just sit on the rock, sit on a park bench, have a beer like adults, watch the sunrise. So we start <laughs> like adults. <laughs> <laughs> so we start walking down to Astoria Park, and the way it is, it's like you can walk into the park to walk to the the thing, or you can just walk along the street. It's it's it takes the same amount of time. Well, it's a beautiful night. It's four fifteen in the morning. We want to walk through the park. So there's a cop car sitting right there, and we get maybe what ten feet into the park. Whoop whoop. The guys come on. We're like, oh no, it's game over. This is, this is, it's game over. And they come in like, what's going on guys? And we're like, oh, we're just uh, walking back to our apartment. Uh, we're walking uh, through the park to walk back to our apartment. And they're like, what do you got in the bag there? We're like, uh, it's alcohol. It's, uh, it's closed. It's all, look, not unopened. Everything was unopened. It's not like we were, we were seconds away from opening it and <laughs> drinking it outside. Uh, but they gave us a big fat ticket, three individual tickets. For and, what? Uh, for walking through a closed park. Yeah, uh, you're not supposed parks to. Parks have curfews. Parks yeah. have curfews. And we, when I say we were like 10 feet in the park, we uh, could have easily just like, they could have been like, hey guys, park's closed. Yeah. But nope. It was, it was a stakeout. Well, they're the time. they're like, crack. got him. Yeah. Oh, get his belt. And it was a, it was a fat, <laughs> fat ticket. Like, yeah. These were like multi hundred dollars at the time oh, when like, man. I didn't have any money. And, uh, so we went to court to dispute it and we had a sleepover at Dave's house. Do you remember this? <laughs> we had a sleepover because the court appearance was at like, you had to be at the court at 6 a.m. It was fucking crazy. So we all spent the night at Dave's. It was a couple months later and we went in there and we had to like dispute the thing and we're in there together and we get appointed a lawyer because um, we just want to pay this ticket. Is this night court? Like, it was basically, it was, day, it was day court and we had to sit there and watch all these like weird court cases. Like guy came up and was being tried for hanging out in a playground without a child. Not allowed to do that. <laughs> no, you can't do that. He, and he oh, was no. just, it was like, I was just, I was sitting there in the playground. He's like, you can't do that. You have to, you can't go in a playground. You have to sit outside of the playground. Little things like that. So it was like very eye opening. And then just the way it worked, I was the first dope that got pulled up there, like, uh, LaValley, Troy. And I come up there, uh, hello. And uh, the guy was like, Your Honor, this guy was, uh, and I'm like, uh, it was actually all my, all three of my friends. She's like, I don't care about your friends. Whoa. <laughs> wow. I was like, uh, uh, okay. Um, Did you I'm say, sorry. well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happened? I'm like, where's the honor in that? <laughs> <laughs> we, we were just walking into the park. We were on our way home and we, we had uh, uh, alcohol that was unopened. And uh, she's like, wait a minute. The alcohol wasn't opened. And uh, I'm like, yeah, no, it, it was all unopened. And the lawyer's like, yeah, the, the, the ticket even says the alcohol wasn't opened. She's like, bring the other ones up. You guys are all set. You, you know. Wow. Yeah, so we got off, and wow. that was a big, wow. big, hefty wow. chunk of change. But we didn't get arrested, but that was one of those moments, and I've had mm, dozens where I was like, gonna get arrested, and didn't. <sighs> and you know what? And if that cop wanted to land the ticket, 
He just needed to wait like eight more minutes. Yeah. You just watch you. You're going to get drunk. Yeah, just watch keep us. watching until you sat down, rooted in the bags a little bit, and then whoop, whoop. And then you would have been, you know. It's just proof that the system is so broken, though, that this cop was waiting for people to walk into the park to give them a bogus ticket. It's probably the 30th of the month, and they had to get their quota. And, and you went and fought it, which is good on you, because yeah. most people wouldn't do that. And the cop didn't show up, I think, too. No, of which, course like, not. When the cop doesn't show up, you should always dispute. You just got to waste a day, but you save a few hundred bucks. I was in, one of the last times I was in McCann's, I was sitting next to this guy. I heard his voice sound familiar, and it was uh, MC Chris. <laughs> remember remember yeah, MC yeah, Chris? Yeah, yeah. yeah, from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh my gosh. Because oh. I had just seen him perform like down uh, near NYU like two weeks previous. So I was like, are you MC Chris? I was like, yeah, yeah. And so I talked to him for like a half hour and then I introduced him to the Marvel guys like Pat McGrath and I think Nick was there. And uh, and I, I had to go home, and I guess he just like proceeded to pitch them really weird Spider-Man ideas for the whole rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> that rocks. Yeah, McCann's is great. They had a little pool table in the back, but the walls were too thin. So yeah, like if you had to take a shot pool. from the side, you had to use a tiny little stick. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 they had yeah. tiny little sticks like just for that. There were two tables back there. I used to go there and play pool with uh, Land Keith, oh. and we were like, oh, yeah. and we were at like the top of our pool game. <laughs> So this is when we'd actually like try to beat people and stay on tables yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Is this place still here? No, I think it no. just it shut down. No. I, I was going to say, so. let's yeah. go. Our old office, which is, you know, a stone's throw from it was here, you could block about there. a block away no. or two blocks away. Yeah. We never really I went there. I think it closed. But ah, oh, man. If it, if it didn't, we should definitely go. We should. Yeah. Yeah. They, have food, they, they have darts like, disturbingly closed. close to where people yeah. sit at the bar. <laughs> closed. <laughs> no. I knew it. Oh, no. I knew it. No. Let's see. What punch in the wiener. That place was great. Bummer. Yeah, it's a really good bar. I mean, it was really kind of a shitty dive bar, but that's what made it great. Well, a great dive. Yeah, it's a great dive. It's a great, great dive. dive. They had food. They, they served food. <laughs> good staff. Good staff. Great Very staff. Great staff. Yeah. Let's look at. Let's go to their website. What are you going to learn there? If they're open or not? No, the website. Website's dead. Oh, <laughs> server is dead. Wow, that's what happened. They couldn't afford their website. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's what it was. You can't the hosting run a- fees killed killed the the bar. Everyone knows you can't run a good dive without a classy website. <laughs> you, were you ever afraid that you were going to get arrested and it didn't happen? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was. I think I told the story. Uh, I might have told the story already, but <sighs> shocker, I was a good kid in high school, and I never drank a drop, and never smoked any drugs. <laughs> or even came close. My friends and I were big fans of bowling and diners. You didn't even have mayonnaise until you're in college. Like, I'm not surprised. You led, you led a very. I didn't have a taco life. until I was in college. Did you grow up in 1950s Milwaukee. So that's that's kind of what it was like. So uh, in my, I guess it was my sophomore year of high school. I went to we did the I did the musical for the first time. I did I went out for the mm-hmm. musical and I did the show. What show was it? Uh, it was Anything Goes. Who'd you play? I was Except reporter and number two. Reporter number two. I actually, yeah, I know the scene. Didn't Cole Porter write Anything Goes? Wrote the music. Wrote the music. Ah. Which which version of the book did you do? So you played Cole Porter? This isn't relevant <laughs> to the story. <laughs> this isn't thing. Let's move on. Uh, so anyway, very quickly. Did you do the 1987 revision? Damn it, Matthew. Oh Damn it, Matthew. It's not about that. It's not about that. <laughs> I'm so, curious. Make your own podcast. Make <laughs> <laughs> your own podcast. So I uh, was invited to the cast party. Uh, at a house in Northeast Philly, which was like a rough neighborhood. And uh, I asked my parents, like, can I go to the cast party? And I'm like a young sophomore. I'm like 15. And uh, my parents are like, okay. 
all right, he's growing up. You know, his friend's going to he's getting in a car with a senior that's going to drive him to the into the city to this cast party. So I go to the cast party. I get downstairs. And the first thing that I see are Rubbermaid trash cans just filled with ice and beer. (laughs) And I was like, star was born like i did (laughs) i did not see it coming i was like oh my gosh and then i saw this girl that i kind of liked in my class and she was super talented it was like an amazing voice uh she she played uh entertainment i can't remember (laughs) but she did have like a lead even as like a sophomore and and, no no and uh story there i i went uh i saw her like just grab a beer like not even thinking about grab a beer crack it start drinking i was like Completely shocked. Completely shocked. My friends and I don't don't touch it. We're just like having a good time, hanging out. Like, ah, uh, yeah. This is like McD was there, popping like, to YouTube. Yeah, who just like who did McD play? Uh, uh, he played Lord Evelyn Oakley. Of course he did. And we and within thirty minutes, like cops, like somebody like oh. yells down the stairs in the basement. And people just like start running out of the house. We're like, uh, okay, uh, <laughs> and we start just following people. Kids are spooling out of this house and running out over the yards and in the grass or anything. And, and we're like trying to like duck behind into another block. And we run down this block and it was me and like two or three of my buddies. And, uh, we just like start walking and we're like, oh, where the fuck are we going to go? Like we need a ride. Like we got driven here by one of the seniors. <laughs> so we're going to have to like loop around. And as we're like trying to loop around, it's just like whoop, whoop in front of us. And then the car, cop car stops headlights in our eyes can't see anything just see the silhouette of the figure like get out of the driver's side flashlight on our face all right guys stand over by the edge of blah 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 walks over so uh what's going on who's been drinking blah 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 and like looked at us and i mean it took like no time at all for him to realize that we were losers <laughs> <laughs> like, hadn't touched a drop and he was just like l- half laughing it was like all right, I'm going to give you guys a warning, all right? Blah, blah, blah. So I did not get in any trouble, didn't get a ticket. And the first thing I did when I got home was woke up my parents and was like, I'm so sorry. I oh. almost got arrested. My, my God. Wow. Such a loser. So you didn't even get in trouble. You were afraid that the cop was going to come back. And like, just so you know. I was afraid somebody in school was going to say that, that that party got busted. There was beer at the party. It would get right. back to my parents. And then they'd fucking crash my ass for it's not so, telling <laughs> there was beer at this it's party. It's so sweet because... Cast parties in high school, musical or plays, notorious for people just getting fucked up. Like, <laughs> yeah. wasted. Like, the craziest party you'll ever see is, like, a musical cast party. Yeah. It's I like, never knew at cast parties, like, where why the crew was always going outside into the woods and then coming back. And <laughs> <laughs> just laughing. And never John. Me neither. I did not. What's I so didn't understand at all. <laughs> why are they having so much fun? <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was, I was the same way. I was basically like, oh, all those, those football players, like, they probably all go out and get wasted after the things. So I was like, but not these show, these artists. No, they're they're all troubles. completely, and I was just like, holy shit, like, all the seniors were just getting trashed. Like, yeah. it was a very eye opening experience. I like, used to host the cast parties in high school. My parents were cool parents, and they would be like, if you're going to drink, do it here. And that was their whole rule. Wow. The, the, in my high school, eventually the, the, the parents started hosting the cast parties. Yeah. The parents were also there. They had like the parents had a party. Yeah. So then there was like, there was no, there was no drinking. Oh, I thought they were cool parents. I remember once we were trying to figure out a place to host, host the cast party. And like, I was like, uh, I could ask my mom. 
And they're like, oh, you think your mom lets you do it? It's like, no, I can axe her. Kill her with an axe. Because that's the only way that she'll let you keep one out. <laughs> I can axe my mom. Well, Kate, how many cast parties have you been to? I was going to say, I've never been in theater. And I'm also not about to admit to any potential law-breaking mm. on, on the record. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure the statute passed. of limitations is passed. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're going to break any laws, but stick around after this episode for the episode 23 cast party. That I'm really excited about. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Instead, we'll just take a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been thinking a lot lately about how, I mean, it's already hard to maintain relationships with people in the world, not just with your significant other, but with friends and your family, especially as you move apart. And then especially as the pandemic separated us all and we were very slow to kind of come back together in person. It's been hard for me with my friendships. You know, you have to take active steps to make sure you're working on them, keeping them healthy and keeping them fresh. And a common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people just put in the work to make them great. And therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with friends, your colleagues, your significant other, anyone. You know, it's, therapy isn't just for people who have experienced major trauma. It's, it can be for anyone. I, 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 I always say this, but I, I'll say it again. I think people should get the help they need. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills or how to set boundaries, empowers you to be the best version of yourself, all of which feeds into serving those relationships and keeping them healthy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, maybe give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GCN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GCN. Let's get this episode over with so we can get to that cast party. Uh, you guys are inside a, uh, you know, sort of a tree. Horrible nightmare. Horrible nightmare tree <laughs> in Nighthold. What did you think Nighthold was going to be? Fun day stuff? A no. Resort. A resort, Nighthold Resort, <laughs> all inclusive. Formerly Night Nighthold Resort, family fun. Uh, no, you have you have entered this realm, the first world. You're still not even quite sure what that means. It's a world that is ever changing, uh, mutable, constantly like protean in nature, kind of shaped by its inhabitants, its most powerful inhabitants, while also like kind of crossing over into the material world as well. Everything just sort of going back and forth, overlapping uh, and turning in on itself. And when you get inside this tree or you don't even get inside you get up to the tree you already fight a creature that is kind of warping reality and playing upon your fears you get inside and you fight these like childlike tooth fairies where it's like something taken from the nightmares of children and then we end last week's episode with you walking into a room where there's a female centaur something taken from the nightmares of buggles (laughs) that's what i'm saying that's what he's hiding in the doorway is because it's a combination of like a horse, which we know he doesn't like, and this this woman would remind to possibly possibly remind him of this his mistress who used to like maltreat him and everything, and so it is like it was this weird kind of dream 
nightmare combination of fears. Yeah, and talk about a too tall, which you spoke of back in episode one. This is a large creature. She's, yes. she's huge and resplendent in her charred, scarred armor, wearing a bleached, skinless head of a horse as sort of a, a frightening helm, a long, flowing green cloak that covers her her uh, horse parts. And then if that wasn't enough, <laughs> there's a floating muscled circle full of blades in a single eye. <laughs> so they, they needed to add a sentry. Like, yeah. into this. I, I don't know what's going on here. This doesn't, to me, feel like a winnable sort of combat situation, a traditional combat situation with the size and, well, at least for the artwork, the apparent martial skill of this character. So I don't know if this is like something fishy's going on here. Well, obviously something fishy's going on, but if it's going to be like not really resolve as a something you know, weird about that muscled floating <laughs> eye. You want, you, you want my theory? Oh yeah. Yes, please. I think the centaur is an illusion, or some, or it doesn't, or a figment, or it doesn't really exist. I was, I, I was going to say because that's what I, yeah, she also was like, lines. I've killed all the enemies of Kanepo, and they line the room, all these skulls, and Joe was like. Okay, so it's a level 37 <laughs> centaur woman who is going to hit us, level two players. Right. And then also the basic concept. I think we talked about this after we stopped this episode. It was like the basic concept of you're chosen yeah. by Knipo to see if you're worthy, blah, blah, blah. You come here and just, just to kill you? I mean... Maybe this is a test. Maybe mm. if we get her down a Maybe. certain number of hit points, she's like, oh, right. You're worthy. You can meet Kanipo or something yeah. like that, possibly. But it's a, it's also, it's a callback to that worthiness thing that everyone kept mentioning. Which then made me think, I wonder if, uh, like the three main people that we know as missing are like, came exactly here. And like died in this room, or were pr- or like uh, uh, Verner or whatever Verner Verna. No. Or were we supposed to do something in the first room to Ma- make ourselves worthy? Magpie Mapleton or whatever her name was. <laughs> Pebblesworth. <laughs> it was like yeah. Henrietta Pebblesworth. You guys are gonna take better notes. Hatria Pebblesworth was the woman that got. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. We are taking better notes. <laughs> Joe is not representative of the, of the note taking. <laughs> uh, she was the one that her like uh, cart got uh, destroyed and she was killed. Back on the way oh, she between was seven arches. I thought she was missing. Right. There's the woman who's uh, family, Maybelline. Yeah. I believe that was what he was going for with Magpie Maybelline. Magpie <laughs> Maybelline. And then there's Varna, the wooden septum piercing oak steward <laughs> who's uh, missing? that Malkior is looking for. And, and then Henry there was Buckets. Th- Henry Buckets. That's what, yeah, uh, yeah, Henry Buckets. And so, but the idea is that we started to, to see that each of these people seem to be being led somewhere. Right. And we feel like maybe we're also being led somewhere with the sign outside the door and the bird in the room and everything. Is everybody being led here? Are there skulls on this wall? Or were they considered worthy? And probably. Or are they the hunks of meat behind us? Exactly. There are hunks of meat. There are uh, skulls. All over the place. She claims to be victims, enemies of Kanipo. Then she goes on about her former life where she would judge from the shadows, learn all about her prey, and learn everything she could before finally taking their life and regrets that she won't have time to do that beforehand, but promises you afterwards she'll take her time with what's left. Unless you're worthy. Let's roll for initiative and find out. All right. So, yeah. Uh, Well, that's the other thing that really bothers me. It's like, is is it a puzzle? Right? It's like, is it like, oh, no, well, you have to prove you're worthy beyond just fighting. I don't know. It bothers me. 
This is going to be an interesting test. Kate looks upset as usual after she's rolled dice. <laughs> uh, what did you get, Asta? 19. 19 for Asta, not too shabby. Zephyr. Do you adjust it when you do a natural one? You do. You get to still get Five. your bonus. Five, yes. Now, if you had a minus to your initiative, you wouldn't have a negative two, but you always add. So five, very nice. Tip of the hat to your five. Brother Ramu. Twelve. I mean, just terrible. There are feats you can take. Stone cold terrible. There's no feat you can take to make your roll above a ten, though. That's true. That's just uh, the gods. Talitha. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen for Talitha. Right down Main Street. Buggles. Uh, 20 for Buggles. Oh, how interesting that Buggles rolls a 20 as he stands cowering in the doorway. I didn't even think in the moment because I was too busy uh, embodying Captain Salah. I could see that. Yeah, I was really into it. Um, you were in the zone. A, a rare sh- new voice. A little too into <laughs> it. It was pretty, yeah, it's a new one. A rare new one. Uh, not, not from this well and this... Uh. Was it imagining the hindquarters of a horse as you're the lower half of your body that did it? Just imagining the voice of a sick, sadistic killer. Was it the result of embodying the rear half of a horse for over your entire life? Hey, now. Hey, hey. You know what? Just for that, you go first. Okay. Uh, you're standing <laughs> terrified in the doorway. What I was going to say is I didn't even think about how, like, this is your worst nightmare. Yeah, I'm actually going to... Give myself the frightened one condition just oh, because of Okay, you have done this in the past. Anytime there's a horse. Yeah, and especially now. I mean, I think it. Well, yeah, I, I thought of the horse. I didn't think of uh, the mistress. Is a mistress being like combined with a horse in the image of this woman? That's yeah, that's terrifying. Okay. Okay, so. Oh, I like his little frightened condition yeah. on the john. <laughs> so he's uh, almost like wetting himself as he like comes into the room to uh, like he forces himself to come into the room so he can get a full view of this thing and he's "Ah!" and he lifts his little finger and ray of frost ray or frostbite 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 uh that is a 21 to hit 21 is a hit okay okay (laughs) oh man Oh, even the slightest delay on that gave me heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is six points of cold damage. Six points of cold damage. Very good. Um, was that your final action? Uh, yeah, because I had to move, and then that was two actions. Very well. Moving right along, it is... Oh, wait. What am I thinking? <laughs> As you step into the room and stand there and face down this horrible thing, you're able to muster up the courage to fire a spell at your uh, greatest fear. But at the same moment, that creepy little cord of muscle and blades, the eye turns on you and you feel not only its gaze, but you start to feel its blades all around you cutting into your skin. Give me a will save. Oh, no. No. All right, that's not too bad. That is a will save. That's a 20. 20. Okay. So you feel these things uh, kind of creeping into your body, making you feel even more frightened than you already are, but you're able to, like, stand firm and push down those fears. It is Asta's turn. Uh, If I move and jump over the table, is it... Do I need to do any checks or anything, or can I just kind of hop on the table and hop off? Um... 
if I have like an extra five feet. Yeah, to I'm going to say that you can just go up and over. It's okay. not like a uh, centaur-sized table. It's a table meant for all of you. Let's not hold you over the coals for this here. All right, so Asta is going to move first action. Second action, I'm going to use one of my focus spells, Force Fang. Force Fang? Yeah. I briefly turn my attack into pure force to bypass my opponent's defenses. I'm going to attack the little ball. Little blade ball. Gonna attack the blade ball. All right, so you just come down. I like to imagine that you're like using the energy from hopping off the table to slice into it. It's cool. It's like basically my katana becomes a spike of pure force. It just like magically changes. Amazing. Uh, So let me. That would have been good against the swarm. The force fang automatically deals 1d4 plus 1. I don't even think I need to make an attack. Force fang. Potentially. Okay. Is there any uh, it's, a, it's a spell, obviously. The Force Fang automatically deals, targets one creature to force to bypass your opponent's defenses. Choose a target within your reach or within reach of a melee weapon. If you can use Spell Strike with a ranged weapon, you can target a creature in your first range increment. For instance, you transform your weapon around time to a spike of pure force, replacing all its normal statistics and abilities. The Force Fang automatically deals 1d4 plus 1 force damage nice. to a target. That is... I... I don't believe you. <laughs> oh, no. I'm trying to see. You briefly turn your Yeah, attack. I mean, it is a focus spell, which is a limited resource. It's yes. not something you can uh, spam. It also decreases your dermot. It yeah, it's basically like a... Um, uh, Whatchamacallit? A magic missile from your fist. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what it is. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right, great. You sacrifice, the, you sacrifice the damage. Yeah. Oh, no, you can spell strike with it. I can spell strike, but I'm not going to just for action economy. I moved. This only costs one action. Got it. And then for my next action, <laughs> you'll see what I do. Uh, all right, so let's see. One d four. It's also not a ton of ton of damage. Okay. Max damage though. Five points of damage. Five points of force damage. <laughs> Buffets this little gross sphere. Okay. And then with my final action, I go into my arcane cascade because if I use one of my spells or I cast a spell, I can do that. So one more action. <sighs> I move my foot back, and now I'm in my arcane cascade. Okay. Dance. All right. So. That's that's your act. That's the end of my turn. Okay. Uh, you, standing right next to this thing, start to feel the same uh, strangeness of its blades against your skin, not unlike what Buggles felt, even though it is not physically touching you. Give me a will save. Hey. I don't like that it can do it multiple what? times. What? It can just do it to anybody yeah. over and over and over again? Just an aura situation? Fifteen. Fifteen. You are frightened one by this unsettling feeling. Yeah, maybe it's an aura then. I don't know. Sharp blades just pressing against your skin, even though nothing is touching you. It it gives you the frightened condition. Okay. Frightened Uno. It is now Captain Salah's turn, and you are right there. However, I am... Considering you wouldn't hit something. a girl, would you? <laughs> <laughs> She's a girl. Pulling out all Dr- the stops. <laughs> Asta says that low, so quietly. You wouldn't hit another lady, would right. you? I mean, uh, hearing the way Troy tells it, he's been, had dozens of encounters with the police. He's a very unsavory character. <laughs> you don't know what he'll do. He's kind of the bad boy of the bunch. I've, I've just done a lot of dumb peeing on the street. <laughs> um... Sometimes you got to go. All right, here's what happens. Uh, I am going to... Do you have an attack of opportunity? No. Okay. She uh, kind of disengages from you, and um, 
runs, like starts, like I said, her hooves were up, and she like comes down to the ground and starts galloping and gallops through Buggles, Brother Ramius, Zephyr, and Talitha, ending up on the other side of Talitha. Everybody roll a reflex save. So she destroys the table. She destroys that edge of the table there and tramples. Like all she of runs it. around a path, like around the table. No, she runs very consciously. Conscientiously, only destroys a little bit. Of it. <laughs> well, she just ran through the top portion there, um, but yeah, she uh, strides up to double its speed, moving through the spaces of creatures uh, of the listed size, trampling you. Uh, so, give me uh, a uh, uh, reflex save. <laughs> I hate this. Oh, I mean. There's nothing that can be done. There's nothing that can be done so you when did, you are me. You did good. <laughs> you did bad. What'd you roll? I fumbled, most likely. What was the actual result? I'm trying to consider capping it. Matthew! <laughs> okay. <laughs> God! What did, uh, what did you I'll get? just take it. I'll just take it. Nine. Nine, okay. And what did you get? 22. 22. And Zeph? 21. 21. And uh, Buggles? I have a question. <laughs> yes. Is a natural one bad? Oh. 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 <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. You have a bottle cap, don't you? I do. I think I'm going to exchange a bottle cap uh, so that I might re-roll mm-hmm. my save. Yes. That is a good use of said cap. 16. 16. Okay. Fail, not critical. Pass, pass. Fail, not critical. Uh, uh, it was right on the line. <laughs> right on the line. Um, so uh, you guys are going to take half damage. You two are going to take full. You two being Buggles and Brother Ramius. Um, okay. Okay. It is going to be uh, nine points of damage to Buggles and Ramius, four points of damage to oh, uh, damn. the others, Zephyr okay. and Talitha. And, uh, you know, badass move to be able to do that, but that took all three of my actions. So uh, now it is, uh, as I've listed in the initiative, Gross Bladeball's turn. Um, gross Bladeball. <laughs> gross Bladeball. <laughs> Old gross blade ball is just standing right next to a, a little wolf Please. lady. Old gross blade ball. Blade ball is my father. <laughs> Please. All right. So you see it first of all start to glow, like little pieces that you cut away from it start kind of like restitching itself on the ball, and then it <laughs> is. Oh man, so many fun things to do here. Uh, let's do. <laughs> All right, what it's going to do is kind of fly through you, and as it does, like, um, cut at your skin. So it, like, flies through you, and uh, I need a reflex save. And just, like, it basically, like a spinning blade (laughs) tries to whir and slice through you. Oh, boy. Um, That's going to be 15. 15 is a fail. So couple things are going to happen. First thing is you're going to take three points of slashing damage, and then you're also bleeding. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, you will take 1d4 bleed uh, at the end of your turn, but, you know, maybe you'll flat check away from it, and uh, you'll live forever. Uh, that was its first action. And then 
that was two actions actually. And then for its third action, because you're right there, I'm going to cast a spell with a range of touch, which only cost me one action. The ball? Yep. Go ahead and give me a basic fortitude save. <laughs> this is so brutal. Oh no. No, you didn't. Eleven. Okay. Eleven. Okay, that is just a uh, fail. Yeah. So you will take seven points of negative damage. Oh, oh my god! Ow! <laughs> so you're like bleeding. It cu- it cuts its way through you, cuts your skin open. You see your white fur, like <laughs> blood, go across the wall and spread down your fur. What's the bleed number? One d four. Uh, and then it like touches you. It like leans its body against you. One of its muscly cord touches you Don't and touch harms me. you for seven points of negative damage. I hate this thing. And now it is Talitha's turn. Talitha, you are standing directly in front of this monstrous, uh, horrible centaur. Have we ever fought a centaur on here? This is a first. I it was think a Doolahan with centaur. The Doolahan was centaur-like, but this is this is the first real centaur. Uh, yeah, um, I believe. I think it's the first. Yeah. All right. We have a couple. We have a couple items of business. Okay, please. Item number one. <laughs> I texted McDeed, but I found out he played Lord Evil and Oakley. Oh my and god! Oh my god. <laughs> his response was, "I totally did. That was a very fun part to play." <laughs> <laughs> it was right up his alley. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish I could see photos. I know. Me too. Me too. Do you have photos? Is Your there other business? Photos? Nope. Moving along. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to text Mr. O'Brien. Mr. and Mrs. O'Brien. <laughs> uh, Did you know your son almost got arrested? <laughs> you should see me. I'm in like a suit with like a fedora on running up to the ship to like ask Hope Harcourt and whatever, Reno you know. Sweeney. Yeah, Reno Sweeney uh, questions because uh, they're famous. And I look like I am 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I look like an 11-year-old. No, no question. <laughs> My voice had like not even changed. It's crazy. Um, I did not specify during the healing that happened at the end of last episode that I... Was holding my rapier now. Would okay. it be fair to say that I had my rapier out when we left and entered this scary room? Absolutely. Okay. I, you know, with the exception of uh, Zephyr, who we talked about last week, like you're not quite sure if the bow is in or out, and you actually explicitly said bow is stowed, you're always going to have your rapier out. You're not going to waste an action to draw it. Okay, great. Uh, I will danger. devise a strategy. Okay. Should I attack this thing? And not take the attack. Oh, oh no! A natural three. Um, instead, I will then take my free recall knowledge. Okay. What would you like me to roll? Arcana? Um, this is going to be Arcana or Nature. Or an applicable word. Natural 20. Oh! oh there we go. go. It Let's is go. an illusion. Yes. Uh, all right. So, Captain Salah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you know that centaurs are their hunters and trackers. It appears that she was hunting and tracking prey like some sort of serial killer. Uh, so this is the type of company Kanipo keeps, like just cold, heartless killers. In terms of her ability, she has a shield, so she can always use that reaction to shield block, which will boost her AC. You already have seen Trample come out. Beyond that, you don't feel like... Uh, you know, centaurs have the ability to cast spells. You don't feel like she may be able to cast spells. Uh, how attack it, of opportunity. Yeah. Uh, you don't think they have attack of opportunities. Uh, she looks just like a warrior that is going to use physical attacks against you uh, that deal pretty significant damage. <laughs> is there any kind of bond with her and the old blade ball? Nothing in your memory connects the two of them. So this seems to be a union uh, forged out of necessity or... 
something story related that you wouldn't know. Okay. Um, all so right. Like, and centaurs always are accompanied by a muscle blade ball. <laughs> you don't remember reading that. Okay. Uh, all right. Talitha is going to get out of this space, uh, especially since now we know that it doesn't have an attack of opportunity. Okay. So she will double move up to the north of the room to kind of give us another angle here. Uh, yeah, and she goes up towards the hallway that leads to the north. Uh, maybe one more one more square to give us a little bit of an angle. Um, spread us out from another... Stop another one of those tramples from happening. Uh, I share all that information with the party. And that is my turn. Okay, and not unlike Buggles and Asta, you too feel the eye and blade of this thing on you. Like it's all around you, even though it's 20 feet away. Give me a will save. Uh, Natty 17 for a 24. You're all right. You were able to um, fight against its fear effect. It is Brother Ramius' turn. Brother Ramius, you're 20 feet away from this thing. Buggles is behind you to your left, and Zephyr is standing straight in front of you. What do you do? Yeah, I just don't... There's just, like, no way to avoid this trample thing, uh, because you can just run right through. Um, so, he is going to... He's going to also move up to the north. Uh, sorry, I didn't need to move around Buggles. I wanted to get up to here behind Asta. Okay. And then uh, he is going to... Yeah, he can do that. And then he will... Um, did anybody recall knowledge on the muscle ball? No. He will... He'll recall knowledge on the muscle ball. Okay. Um, that is going to be religion. Do you have a good religion? Um, or any other applicable lore? Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. I was knowledge actually... Knowledge Blade Ball? I was totally... Uh, <laughs> my mind was... Thinking. Do you have knowledge Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, yes, uh, re- re- religion on the ball. <laughs> yeah, religion Sonic on the ball. Oh, some sort of like undead creature? Is that what this thing... Like a, I wonder if it's been formed by the flesh um, of the other... of the. Uh, oh, yes. The weapons of the fallen. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. All right, that is a 24. <laughs> also the dermis. Really? Also the derm. <laughs> dermis. Epiderm. Yeah. Epiderm. All right, dermis. 24 is pretty good. Um, I can tell you this is a creature known as an auger. Oh. It tells her, like, what is good and what isn't to It do. is specifically known as a Velstrock auger. Uh, it is something that is native to the shadow plane. Um, just a knots of sinewy muscle and blades and bloody metal. Uh, but, yeah, just like the spell augury, it has that. That's like what its power is. Um, the augury goes back to original D&D, right? Yeah, yeah. that's one of the one of the spells, uh, magic user spells from, I think it was magic user spells back in, yeah, the original player's handbook. Was it Wheel and Woe back then, or is that a Pathfinder thing? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, because the way it was in first edition and second edition. I don't think it was Wheel and Woe. Yeah. I don't think. You Good would, question. You would, you would, like, you look into the future, and you would either know that the question you're asking would lead to Wheel or Woe. Yeah. Uh, huh. Same exact thing with this. That's kind of its jam. Uh, so you know it can cast spells uh, like that, but it's, you've also seen it cast a, a, a harmful spell against Asta. Um, that thing that's hurting everyone is an aura that takes effect uh, you know, at the end of your turn if you're still standing within its uh, range, which extends the pretty much the, the whole world. You get on the outskirts of the room, you might be able to get away from it, but it's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty big. And um, that's all I'm going to tell you. Um, 
Okay, uh, and then he's going to do battle medicine on Asta. Oh, thank uh, you. Attempt to patch uh, her up. Um, I, 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 don't, I can't you remember. Are, you are if flanking that, Asta. That stops the, the bleeding. I can't remember. But we're going to attempt it here. I could just straight up fail. I mean, it sucks. No, I don't. Uh, I succeed on a uh, battle medicine for Asta. And uh, you get nine hit points back. Nice. Very helpful. Thank you. Okay. Um, all right, so let's find out if, if that does. You give between There's no now. way to find out. It's, it's. I mean, unless I'm going to start reading boards. There's a medicine check. Uh, well, yeah, medicine checks can stop. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right? All right, so I'll just do that instead. Uh, first aid, yes, that is that is it. And uh, Oh, no, it's two actions. Uh, well, why don't you heal me and then do it on the next turn? Because I could still I could use those hit points. And you could also just save on it. She could get so. the flat set. Um, Preserve the yeah, actions. Yeah, so I don't have the actions. I, I moved. I did the recall knowledge. Mm-hmm. I only have one action left, so I'll battle medicine for now. Thank you. And, uh, That's still very helpful. Yeah, but you're, you're still bleeding. So. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Great. Go ahead and give me a will save as you try to... Uh, Come on, Ramius. It's the one thing you're supposed to be reasonably good at. Bend off the fear. 21. 21. You're all right. All right. For the Ramius. Ramius. Ending the round, as always. I do not fear you, strange beast. You know what? It is kind of like always. Um, <laughs> um, Except for the bolus, as they call you. So I did say that I put my bow away, or I didn't have it out when I was walking into this room. And you're standing 15 feet away from this yeah. creature with no one between you. So I, did. I don't like this ball. I don't think anyone does, and I want to try to take that out first. Mm. So I'm going to take out my bow, go into my monastic archer stance, and try to flurry of blows it within my volley. I still feel like it's worth it to try to hit it, because then I could also try to stun it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. if it's not, you know, immune to mental effects, or no, if it doesn't have that incapacitate, if it's not higher level, right? Oh, right, right, incapacitate. Okay, okay. Um, all right, so it's going to be a plus six, so that's a twenty to hit on the first one. Yep, nice. All right, yeah, buddy. get it, get and then it. Roll the second one and then do the damage. Too. Okay. So and the second one is a natural seven. I don't think that hits. It's like a nine or a ten. That's a miss. All right, so now just roll your damage. So my damage is three. Three damage, all right. And then you do a... Three total? Oh, you missed the second hit. Yeah. You do a... Fortitude, right? Yes. All right, so first action, you pulled out the bow. Second action, flurry of bows. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Flurry of bows. Flurry of bows. So you're not in your archer stance, or you got into that? Was that an action? Wait. I did not. Yeah, you're right. I can't do flurry of blows. Oh, what I was going to do is take it out and just do one hit so that I had it out and then my next turn I could get into it. Okay, so you're not in your monastic... So I'm not in my stance. I will say the first one just hits, it's a regular hit. and it's not going to trigger any stunning fists because that only happens on Flurry of Blows. Why can't you do Flurry of Blows? Why can't you get into the stance? Because it's two actions. And then I don't get to hit, and I figured hitting was more useful than not. Okay, now, so then you still have an action, don't you? Yeah. Nope, took out... Fired once. Oh, yeah, wait, you wait, can wait, fire wait. again, I guess. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait, she, wait, wait. She drew the bow. Drew the bow. Fired once. No, no, that's what I meant to do. I took. I, I drew the bow. I entered monastic archer stance. That's three actions. That's 
one action. You said monastic was two. I lied. Yeah, no, it's one action. Yes, okay. you all confused me when you questioned me the first time. <laughs> so you never said monastic archer stance, though, right? She did. I did. Okay, sure. all right. So that's and first third. action. Pull it out. Second monastic. Third flurry blows. Second hit misses. First one hits. I'll roll the fortitude. Now you do. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, crushed it. Uh, twenty-two. Ooh. Class DC. Class DC. That it's success. Class DC. Yeah, I don't think there's a, uh, even if it's not a critical, I don't think there's like a half John on that. So It'd be around 18. Yeah. So. All okay. right, let me know if it's I not. I believe you. As we move into round two, right after this quick word from our John. Of course, we are sponsored by the incredible Z-Biotics, an absolutely phenomenal pre-alcohol probiotic that is a game changer for me when it comes to having a few drinks at night and then waking up feeling fresh and ready to rock the next day. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Zbiotics pre-alcohol your first drink of the night, drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. Between Matthew and Troy and I, the awesomeness of Zbiotics comes up over and over again, where it's become part of our routine. I will clearly come into uh, the studio dragging a little bit from the night before, and Matthew will be like, did you take your Z-Biotics? And I'll be like, no, I left it at home. Uh, I was at my sister's, and we had a couple drinks, blah, blah, blah. And Matthew will give me that disapproving look that he's so famous for that just says, I told you so. And it just, I mean, it cracks me up even saying this because it's 100% true, but it makes it sound like Matthew and I are living in a commercial, which I guess we are. But that to me is a testament to how much Zbiotics has just become a staple for us. You should try it, especially if you're skeptical like I was. And I think you'll be blown away. Go to zbiotics.com slash GCP to get 15% off your first order when you use GCP at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash GCP and use code GCP at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Thanks, John. Um, top of round two it is Buggles turn Buggles this thing has just like trampled you and all your friends Asta is toe to toe with this vicious blade thing you're about 25 feet away from the centaur with Zephyr right in front of you who uh, focused her fire on the blade on the auger what do you do Okay, so yeah Buggles is like his teeth are audibly chattering just from the fear but when he shoots this frostbite, which is actually, it's not Ray of Frost is an attack roll, it's actually a basic will save, but, or a basic save, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but the moment he, like, fires this off, um, his eyes, like, flash, like, red again. And you hear this voice, and it's not in common, but it's like it's subtitles. It's just like, it's like, your fear sickens me. This is the hour of the Kolakan! 
and he rushes right at the centaur. What? And your fear sickens me. He says, Gawk! and his fist, his little fist, like turns into a fireball, and he snaps like as he swings. What is going on? Uh, that's a twenty-one to hit. Twenty-one hits. Uh, that is 11 points of damage. Holy boom! A couple things are going to happen. First, Buggles comes up and lays down. What's your weapon again that you're using? I'm just, I'm using uh, Ignite. I I do Ignition as a melee attack rather than a race attack. I roll it, and it's amped, so it's a D12 instead of a D10. Okay, and you move right up. You moved up right next to it? Yeah. Okay, let me just slide you up there. All right, so you slide up, you hit it, you do 11 points of damage. As you hit it, that green cloak that's on her back begins to, like, animate and lashes out at you. Know, you know, I was going to say, because it looks like a Venus flytrap. Oh. The layers of it looks like a giant, like, laid-out oh. Venus flytrap. You're absolutely flowers. right. Yeah. Uh, so as these, like, oh. leaves of snapping jaws and thorns come out for you, give me a reflex save. Oh, wow, I didn't oh. notice that at all. And I was going to say, the minute, like, he changes and the other entity takes over, he loses the frightened condition. Okay, great. The self-imposed. Natural 20. Oh! Huge! My God. Dude, Buggles right. is in the pocket. Right Absolutely the nothing. Pocket. It goes to snap at you, but it snaps over your head where you're so small. <sighs> and you said that was 11 points of damage. Yeah. Uh, something I forgot to uh, do before the break. Kate, give me a will save against the fear effect of the blades. Oh, okay. No problem. Okay. Oh, that's a 16. You're frightened one. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Buggles, was that your whole action? Or yep. Okay, my, all right. So Buggles just jumps in there, lays out 11 points of damage, but Amazing. now Buggles is toe-to-toe with this thing. Buggles, give me a will save. Uh, That is a 19. 19. You're all right. You're all right. I'm just making sure you can't become immune to it. Okay. Great. Uh, moving right along. It is Asta's turn. Asta, you are just gushing blood. It's staining your beautiful white fur. So do I make the check now? End of your, end of your turn. End of my turn. Okay. Yeah. You'll take the bleed damage, then you'll roll the flat. Cool. Uh, awesome. So I am going to spell strike. That's right. Oh. And I'm going to... Kill. I'm calling my shot. I'm going to kill this little ball. Whoa, wow. is that bad? Taking one from Joe. <laughs> uh, all right, so going to melee attack with my katana first. And you see this crackling electricity like in her tail that travels like through her body into her hands and into the katana as she makes this attack. That's definitely going to hit. That's a uh, uh, 23. 23 is a hit. Cool. All right, so come first, on. That's uh, minimum. No. It's okay. Uh, that's five points of damage. Okay. And then the spell, I'm casting a level one shocking grasp. Oh. So that's going to be, yeah. So this isn't cantrip. This is. We're not in cantrip anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. It was, it was great until the, the pointing. Yeah, the pointing really. <laughs> the pointing was the best part. Took me out of it. <laughs> the audio listeners, they're loving it. They no, think it was, it was awesome. Very good. It was a bit pause there. Okay, so that's going to be... Te- oh, and because I'm in my stance, I get a plus one to my damage. So oh, nice. what did I say for the katana? Sorry. Um, well, it's just another point. But, so six. Six yeah. for the katana, and then that's going to be... 
Uh, 18 plus one circumstance. Oh, oh, okay. If the target is wearing metal or is made of metal, I get a plus one to my attack. So that's fine. You already got that. But you also take 1d4 persistent electricity damage on my hit. Wait, how much electricity did he take? 18 points of electricity. What was the to hit? Or is there no to hit? The katana hit. And so Uh, now you're just doing damage. This is spell strike. Okay. So so it was six slashing. 18 electricity. 18 electricity. So you destroy it. Your shot, you did call your shot. It's very, very strange. Like you hit it right, and it's just like a. It's so funny that it's a that ball so too. Bad. You hit the ball, and it just like boom, and it boom hits the floor, and it's just sitting there in like one solid piece on the ground, like you, like it was a weight that hit the ground, and it, and it just seems like inert. It's just like inert, yeah. And uh, do you still have actions? Uh, you yeah, I have one not. more action. You better not. This is ridiculous. I do. I have one more Your action. Your character's too powerful. So it took the electricity. <laughs> it also would take... I know it had the regeneration, so it would take persistent. Is it going to come back? Well, you did see it sort of stitched back. If it did have some sort of regenerative property, you need to find out what can bypass that regeneration to end it. The electricity will kind of keep it at bay because it will keep taking that damage. Um, you didn't, didn't you roll a successful knowledge check on this thing? Did you roll well, too? I rolled a 24. 24. Yeah, we, we didn't know what it I was. gave you a lot of information. I just didn't give you that. Uh, well, just so you know, it does have the one. I mean, you gave persistent. me a lot of lore, right? Yeah. Give you some lore. But did you give me any useful mechanical information about it? None. Here's what I'll tell you. If it does have some sort of regeneration, and it does, you are the only one that can stop it. Sha-ga-ga-ga-ga. Well, it has the persistent mm-hmm. persistent electricity, so yeah. it can keep yeah. it. Yeah, that helps. That yeah. persistent is going to help. Um, but, you know, it, I think by the rules, I'll still roll flat checks against it um, to see if it stops that persistent damage. Um, however, if it does have regeneration, only the things that will bypass it, which are what you can do, your sort of divine uh, spells. Um, what is it? It could come back. Is it good? It's good, is- yeah. Well, see, I don't, I don't know if I have that. Yeah, but we're not really, since we're not really doing with alignment, you just need something holy. Yeah, okay. Um, All right, so then... Or silver, but I don't think anybody has any silver weapons. What about positive? No. No. That's different. Uh, so with my final action, then, I'm going to run uh, and flank with Buggles yes. on Big Horse Lady. Run, flank with Buggles on Big Horse Lady. Well, it's Big Horse Lady's turn. That's Mrs. Big Horse Lady to you. (laughs) And she is going to um, raise her half of body up, and it's going to come down on Buggles. (sighs) First attack against Buggles. Miss with a 13. Wow. All right. Second attack does the same thing. And turn, or do I want to swing a sword? No, more damage with the hooves. Down. Boom! Tries to punch you with a hoof, Asta. Natural twenty. Oh, and she's already Norse foundry. No, critical I'm not. Threat, critical threat. Critical. Critical. Oh. Critical threat. Okay, before- Norse foundry twenty. Named character. Oh. Before we go, before we get into giggity. it, uh-huh. I'm gonna play by the rules. I'm gonna be a rules boy. Please. I never, I never made my flat check for my bleed damage. Yes. So let's take the bleed damage yeah. first, which is one. Only one point uh, of bleed. That's good. Cool. That's now good. give a flat check, young lady. Eight. You're still bleeding. Okay. Just wanted to be a rule rules boy. Oh man, this is nuts. Named uh, character Nat Troy. All right, this one from Troy Die. Jammy 
in Taylor, Texas. Hi, Jamie. That's Jamie. Hi, J-M-I Jamie. in Taylor, possibly, Texas. Possibly Jamie. Jamie. Uh, Jamie. Uh, probably, Jamie. Probably, probably Jamie. Probably Jamie. Probably Jamie. Hi, Jamie. 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 Jim Jam Jamie. Maybe Jam. he's the guy they named the uh, the the hip hop music award after. The Jammies. <laughs> the <Yeah>. Jammies. <laughs> yeah. Sliced. One of tendon. our older fans. <laughs> Sliced tendon. Probably bad. Ooh. Not good when that happens. Deal normal damage. Man, no. Then pick a limb. <laughs> you strike the target's limb in just the right spot, cutting deep in the tendon. Your target takes the appropriate following penalty until they receive magical healing. An arm, unable to manipulate with the appendage, drop anything being held. <sighs> a leg, unable to step, reduce speed by 10. I also have two tails, just want to say. How about head? Decapitated. Decapitated, <laughs> permanently dead. Wow. The I have... fact that you're only getting half damage on a base D10 plus oh. attack bonus. Oh! That is very, very good. So we'll do the damage first. Nine points of bludgeoning damage. You just get punched by a fucking horse. And then what do I roll? A D6 or a D... No, no, you choose. choose. I say you should also choose. I do have two tails. They are appendages. Tails are appendages. I have two arms, They're two legs. listed in the... Two crib. tails. I choose, um, drop your weapon. Okay, but wait, I have two arms. Which arm? The one with the, the weapon. The offhand? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your tendon is busted and you drop the uh, uh, my katana. katana. Oh, I could see it too, just like a slice. And you're like, ah! And literally, yeah, the muscle just like lets go. It's just loose. It's gone. To tink, 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 the katana hits the ground. Third action, ray shield. She is hunkering down. Well, you flanked her, so that effectively just neutralizes that. Doesn't give her a higher AC than she had before she was flanked. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Okay. All right, so here's what's going to happen. And so this is why I told you more about the regeneration. You do see the blade ball come back to life momentarily, but then is going to take... 1d4 persistent. 1d4 uh, electricity. Does it come back to life and then get a turn? Because the... well, it comes, damage comes at the end of its Oh, turn. you know what? It Because you... Well, no, you killed it. So it basically... The regeneration acts at the big start of its turn. So it gets so... Whatever, how many hit points it gets, that's enough to bring it awake. Yeah. So it's awake. Is that an action? No. So then it would get its full turn before the... It takes the persistence. That's right. If you would is crit it, a, it is it a reaction? dying too. Let me see. Uh, I would have kicked this thing into another room. I would have just it's not thrown an it. Um... Uh, the monster regains the listed number of hit points each round at the beginning of its turn. And blah, 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 which you don't, which is not super important. All right, so it comes back to life. Oh, God. You know, it's crazy. It's going to get its whole turn. And then, assu- unless I roll minimum damage on the electricity, it's going to just go down again. But this, giving it a whole extra turn is amazing. All right, so it's, it's, it's unbelievably amazing. It's phenomenal. It's back. It's cheating. And Brother Ramius is standing right oh, God. there. And so it's going to, first action, focus its gaze on Brother Ramius. And you'll have to immediately save against its uh, field of blades oh, thing. These, so that was an action. That's a will save, yeah. Okay. Fail. That's like the 15th four I've seen you roll. Yeah. Die is ice, ice cold. You are a frightened one. Uh, there was a 14. Uh, so frightened one. I mean, that just, that really hurts. That really hurts. The uh, guy who already stinks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, now, frightened goes down by one each at the end of each turn, or is yes. it? Yes. All right. So remember, like if you were frightened before, it goes down by one. I'm not frightened anymore. Okay. Yeah. I haven't been putting the conditions on you because you have your own demi-plane sheets. But just remember, you're frightened one, it goes away at the end. Who of is turn. sponsoring this episode? Which I don't think you even mentioned. Demi-plane. Demi-plane. Uh, I mean, honestly, if you're building character sheets. It is the best one out there. <laughs> That's it. Uh, it is the best one out there, and Founder VTT has been life-changing for me as a GM, and uh, you can already see the way it builds immersion for the players. And then, of course, Norse Foundry. Uh, natural 20. <laughs> Every right time. Um, oh, I just rolled another one. Get out of <laughs> here. Troy Dice, on sale in the merch store. Um, all right, so with its uh, second two actions, it is going to... Let me see if, I, if that includes movement. If I want to do that whirring slice. Yeah. Uh, also, okay, the creature regains hit points. Let's get real ticky-tack. Yeah, yeah. Because this is a serious situation. Uh, uh, uh. Does it just, like, h- hover for free as well? Is that just a thing? Um, or did, it should does it have to, like, prone. get up from prone, quote-unquote? Well, right? it can just fly. It doesn't need an action to start taking off. You know, it has a fly speed. So what it did to me, it just did from the ground. From the ground, right. It's very disturbing. Yeah. And uh, so now what it's going to do is just start spinning in place and just shoot its way at either you or Asta. Man. Or anybody I want, honestly. Guys <laughs> <laughs> seem more fun here. Asta's already bleeding. Uh, Puggles is over there. Zeph- you know what, what? Let's have some fun here. Talitha, you look a little too too comfy over there. How did I get involved in this? <laughs> How did my character character get involved in this encounter? All right, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to do uh, one, two, three, Talitha, four, five, six. Ramius, I think we know where this is going to end up. Talitha. Oh! It just kind of... Uh, Brother Ramius tries to hit it as it goes by, and it's embarrassing. <laughs> just like, wow, that guy has never played softball. <laughs> uh, go ahead and give me a reflex save. It attempts to cut you. Uh, uh, 14. Oh. Hell. All right, so a couple things are going to happen. Yet again, you're going to take some slashing damage. Three points of slashing, and you are bleeding. This thing sucks. Uh, and now, why don't you go ahead and give me the 1d4 electricity damage? <laughs> Gladly. Come on, max it out, dude. Kill it. Go. Again. Two. And that's enough to take it back. Yeah. Oh, my God. It this gets thing. one point back. It gets one or two, one or two. Back. But we gotta, we gotta put it down. That's yeah. amazing. I just, that's, <laughs> we can't let it get another turn. Which it will. I'm looking at you, Joe. I got other business to attend to. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that thing is now behind Talitha. Talitha's got to deal with it, but can't deal with it. Just wants to get away from it, probably. But that means you're getting closer to Captain Salah. Oh, why Don't can't you try deal to with think it? my thoughts for me. <laughs> well, you tell me what you're thinking because it's your turn. Okay. And you're bleeding. I'm going to stick it with my rapier. Oh, yeah. Take it oh. down further in the dying. Okay. Uh, pfft. Roll. To hit? The tiny little thing. Yeah. You I probably, mean, it's, it's a tiny easy, little yeah. thing. Do I need to devise a strategy? Real quick question. Sorry. Are you doing this... Uh, Correctly. Mechanically? Or are you doing this, like, flavorfully? Mechanically. He... Troy said something... So you're going to just, like, attack it three times, basically. Or, or two times. 
I, I was going to do two and see what, and bring it see down. See if that gets a dying. Troy board. said something. I was like, oh, it's only it's a dying. It was like a dying at one. It seemed like the way he was talking about it, it did make a difference if it was a dying. Yeah, one. he did yeah. say that you're the only one that can like kill it. It's stop its regeneration. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think, but I do wonder if, if you we can. Could, maybe you could just times. purely if you hit it. It might be wounded one, so it might be dying two right now. If he's tracking that, which you don't normally track. That's why I'm a little weirded out about this. Because you might hit it all you want, and but like, you might I, just not let But it also, happen. I wouldn't... I think Talitha, even though it would regenerate, like this thing came out of Tactor, the most obvious thing to do would be to stick it with the Raven. 100%. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I just want to make sure you weren't doing this purely for mechanical reasons, because it might not work out. But narratively, it makes perfect it's sense. Its AC has been significantly lowered by the fact that it is dying. All right. Stab First boy. Attack. Uh, 11. <laughs> hits. Oh, yeah. wow. All right. All right, so it goes, All right, so to, it goes to dying two. Okay. Uh, second dying attack. Three. Uh, it's not a crit. It was it, dying it, one. It, it, was, it, it died. Was, it has to be wounded if you're tracking that thing. It died ah, once yes, it came I'm back. sorry. Okay, so dying oh. three. So now it's dying three. Second attack. Can you, can you destroy it? Natural one. No, oh, my oh, God. God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. How can you... How do you sleep with yourself? How do you sleep with yourself? How do you sleep with yourself at night? God, that's we're gonna die. Hilarious. That's oh right. It was God. wounded, so you took it to dying three. You go to like how does that finish manifest? it off? Yeah, like do you stab your own foot? Let's well, I guess find we'll find out. that one. <laughs> Uh, uh, a Buick drives into the room <laughs> and hits you in the sword. Another centaur shows up and kicks you. All right, uh, this one. <laughs> <laughs> Another centaur shows up. <laughs> Whatever enemy you're fighting triples. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say. If the creature you're fighting is already dead, a it comes back to life. of your friends from college show up. All right. Are uh, you fighting a Vilsack hog? High school bully shows up. We've got Andrew from Derry, New Hampshire. I am. Derry in the house. Derry in the Derry. house. Derry. This one is Divine Disappointment. I'll say. So close to Brother Ramius. <laughs> one of the gods, perhaps your own, was enjoying the spectacle of your battle. Until this moment, your attack misses horribly. You're, it really is horrible. Your embarrassing attack offends the watching deity so much that they inflict you with enfeebled one until you succeed on another melee attack. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't had enfeebled in Pathfinder 2E. Let's see what it do. Do you even have a god? I do. Who's you your do? god? Phrasma. Oh, oh, dark. Lady of Graves. Uh, status penalty equal to the condition value to strength-based rolls and DCs, including strength, etc. Okay. Yeah. So well, Wait, but that... Don't you use your dex? Or do you use strength when you attack? Uh, the rapier is a finesse is weapon. A finesse weapon, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter at all. Well, I have, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking a minus four to this third attack. Really? From Enfeebled? It's my third attack. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I'm going to change dice. You're like, no, no, from the rules of the game. From the standard <laughs> rules of the game. Okay, third attack. <laughs> okay. It's not an, is it? Is it another one? It's not no. a one. It's not a one. It's a two to hit. <laughs> so I rolled a natural six. <laughs> uh, that, that, that would be, that's definitely a miss. Uh, I, no, I, kick, just, I feebly kick at it in the dirt. One thing we're not doing is, should it be moving in the initiative order of the person that knocked it? Yeah. yeah you know, oh, that's yeah. one thing we didn't do it. Kind of it's a, this is a weird situation because these enemies normally don't get dying. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. Who was the one that took it out? I did. 
Asta did. All right, so technically it should have moved before Asta. Never been able to. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, just, uh, I should have been able to go before it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just going to leave it where it is because Talitha is the one that took it back down, and now it goes before Talitha. It's it is what it is. Um, is that um, it, Talitha? That's just, that's my turn. Good job. Shut up. It's Brother Ramius' <laughs> turn. Brother Ramius, you're frightened. Talitha is enfeebled. She looks weak. She looks weak. In the presence of a dead ball. <laughs> I didn't um, even hit it, so I'm still enfeebled. Oh, wait, I'm, I bleed. I bleed. You bleed. Do you bleed blood? I bleed. You take four points of bleed Aww. damage. And I fail the fight. Oh, oh my God. Going through all of your D20s. Are you rotating? I've gone through four D20s on the turn. <laughs> no. And even the one I hit on wasn't great. Like an actual five. What do you do, uh, brother Amy? I mean, this is a nasty situation with this thing and Talitha uh, bleeding, trying to fight it. Uh, but he he feels that the centaur is the bigger threat at the moment, so he's just going to turn in place, look back around at this battle that's happening on the other side of this table where Buggles and Asta are flanking uh, the creature, and he sees Asta get really roughed up. So he's just going to uh, yell across at you, Asta. Take her out! And he is going to heal you. So he's going to cast heal uh, so that you get that tendon repaired and can use your arm uh, and your weapon for 15 points. Let's go back up to full. Won't remove the bleeding. Will not remove the bleeding. Yeah. Right. But will remove the uh, torn tendon uh, situation. So with, that ten- with the way it was written, she couldn't pick up her weapon until the tendon was fixed? She couldn't manipulate. I could have used my offhand. Uh, but she couldn't cast spells or anything like that? Wow. Wow! Yeah. I could have cast spells. Yeah, but you, if you got crit by her maybe once, you'd go down. Yeah. Then we'd have to deal with you at dying, so... Just saying, I could have cast spells. <laughs> what else you got? Um, what else you, you got? Thank you. Uh, then he will... Have a holy cantrip that you can cast from range. I, it's two actions, unfortunately. Um, so I'm just going to have to deal with this thing uh, for in another round, uh, just assuming people can stay up enough. Okay. Yep. Uh, and so he will aid Buggles um, with uh, a prayer. Ah, oh. prayer. Prayer? Like a religion saying? check? A religion check to the Keeper. All right. Awesome. Well, it's Zephyr's turn to end. Keeper, this creature that round fights us. No two. What it means to be alive. Let, let him destroy her. Alright. I'm in monastic archer stance. I'm gonna move without my ruler on because I'm measured already. I'm gonna move right in front of the door mm-hmm. so that I don't take a volley penalty. And I'm going to use my focus spell, Key Strike. Um, I only get one of these every time I rest. So I make an unarmed strike or a flurry of blows. And um, I gain a plus one status bonus each time I make my attack. Okay. okay. And then I deal extra damage if it hits. So. Okay. Ooh. At Big Bad Lady. So what you got? BBL. It's a natural two. Oh. First one. Oh my God. We are all ice cold. Um, yeah. Oh. Just gonna put that dice over there and roll the second one. Oh boy. Oh no. Oh my god. Oh. Stamus, did you nat one all <laughs> over your dice box? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Or oh, she's ice cold. Oh. I was like, this is going to be such a big turn because I'm oh going to use God. my focus spell. Oh. And if I hit it because it's flanked, 
I'm gonna do extra damage. Okay. And then I did. (laughs) Oh man. You ever become so disappointed in yourself? Just want to quit. I was just a divine. You just want to give up. What were you saying earlier in this episode, Joe? Uh, sorry. What? (laughs) Trying to to deal with your just give up. Another goddamn fumble. (laughs) Something about just being disappointed in yourself and not having any hope. Yep. Anyway, there's no point. There's no point in trying. <laughs> Joe, what do we got? Uh, all right, we've got Tom from Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hi, Tom. Tom. Birthplace of the onion. Can I call you Jim? <laughs> uh, this is interesting with your monastic archer stance. The newspaper. Not Walk the it off. Not yeah, not the vegetable. Walk it off. Your attack misses because you're getting terrible cramping in your legs. Huh. You uh, take a minus two circumstance penalty to your AC until you're able to move for a total of 1d4 times 20 feet of distance. So basically, you got to move around this room to walk it off. Otherwise, you take a penalty to your AC. Wow. Good job uh, on that fumble. How also, far does she have to move That makes me to so mad. She has to move 40 <laughs> feet. A total of 40 wow. feet. Wow. She can't even do in one action. So no. Gotta, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, now that I know that I have to do that, I'm going to move 25 feet for my third action. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel it. We're gonna get some leg. of that out. Um, I don't want to. I guess. Yeah, I'll go up to next to Ramius here. Twenty-five feet. Walk, starting to walk it off. It's fifteen feet left. <laughs> fifteen feet All to right. go. All right. So you just start to walk it off. Fifteen feet. Like you to see go. this magic start to happen with her bow, and it just fizzles out and pops. And she's like, "Oh, oh, Charlie horse. <laughs> oh, all right." And now she's walking around the room. <sighs> That is such a bummer about your focus spell. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It sucks. Top of round three. Buggles turn. Buggles is standing toe-to-toe with this thing that towers over him. Uh, so when Brother Ramius s- starts uttering his yeah. thing, his thing, the you see Buggles like grimace, like he bears his like little fangs, and he says in this language that you don't understand. Like, save your prayers. There is no god but me. <laughs> Boom! And hit him with the ice, with the amped ice. Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, that is a twenty-six to hit. That is a hit. Way to go again and prove there's no need for religion. Uh, that is <laughs> eleven points of cold damage. Nice. Right. Oh, ten. Sorry, ten points of cold damage. Eleven. Uh, ten. Excuse me. Ten points yeah. of cold damage. Uh, and the same thing happens again. Even though the shield is raised, she didn't use it to try and block your thing, so she'll use her reaction to have the cape activate. Uh, give me a. Uh, Reflex save. Ah, natural three. No! It's a critical failure. All right, so you take a little bit of damage as this thing, uh, like, snaps its jaws at you and comes to life. You take uh, five points of piercing damage, and you'll take one bleed on your turn. You are bleeding. Okay. Everybody's bleeding. Everybody's bleeding, not fatigued. Um... Do you have any actions left? Yeah. Um, so is he like trapped by this thing now, or just? No, it was just okay. an attack. It was like, just like, ah. And so he redirects this pain from this injury with his with his mind, and does a cyburst right into her mind. Ooh! Uh, nice. So give me a give me a will save. A will save. We're about uh, to see who's worthy. Bam! Twenty five. Cyburst. 
What'd you get? 25. Okay. Uh, you take two points of damage. Two points, points of, of damage. Psychic damage. Uh, so just like as the uh, cape comes up and grabs you, you redirect that pain into her yes. mind. Yes. So cool. Uh, all right. Don't so it's almost like a like a like an audible whip crack in her in her. <sighs> she snarls at you. Whoa. Ooh. Good. And snarl. now my my aura again it vanishes. The Kulakan is gone, and Bubble Buggles is back. He's stupefied and frightened. Oh, oh Buggles! Let's see if Asta can finish this, because that's not a good place for Buggles to be. Uh, so Asta's arm healed. She looks down at the katana, but I need to spell strike, and I have to either cast a spell before I spell strike. If I pick up my weapon, I can't spell strike. Why not? Why not? Spell strike is a two action John, and it's a move action to pick up a weapon. Yeah, and spell strike. You have three actions attack. a turn. Yeah, move, and before I spell move. strike, it's right picking at your, up. It's right spe- at your feet. The spell strike is part of. Is no, no, no. I know. I have to cast a spell before I can spell strike again. I have to recharge oh, my. Ra- no, no. You don't have to cast a spell. You have to like take an a centering I, action. I either have to cast a spell or. Spend center an and spend wow. an action to recharge. That's cool. That's really so cool. I about that part. she looks down at the katana with her healed arm and she like goes to grab it and then she instead it's almost monk like like she like mm, and pulls her fist back and just punches. <laughs> we're, we're back to the punching again. <laughs> this is more effective. <laughs> it would be cool neck. though, like in that stance, it was like yeah. She's in her arcade yeah. cascade stance, and as she punches, I'm going to cast hydraulic push. Oh, there you go! And punch this horse in the neck. Okay, okay. All right. Spell strike Let's with see. your fist. Wait, wait, wait! I'm spell striking with my. I'm going to center myself one action, not pick up the katana. Spell strike with my fist. Gotcha. Wow. And you don't okay. have another use of the shocking one because remember, this is this, she's covered in metal. I could, but I mean, I could. If you don't want, if you're trying to save it, that's fine. I just want to no, I, remember, I pre- you've got it, and she's got this metal shit all over. I prepared, did I prepare it? I think I did. Yes. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, because it doesn't work like a sorcerer or whatever. Yeah, I have you, my book. You prepared it, you used it, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have another say, spell slot, but. Don't roll a natural one. We can't have another one. We can't Why have another one. Why would you say that? Whatever happens, that? don't roll a natural one. Don't talk to me. <laughs> All right. Don't talk this. to me when I'm rolling. I'm Anything focusing. But a one. Okay, it's not, but it's also not good. Ugh. Um, it's going to be a 19. Oh, plus one. 20. It's going to be a dirty 20. That's not that bad. We're yeah. flanking. And, and it's flanking. Plus one, dirty 20, and it's off guard. Mm-hmm. It's off guard, but it has a shield raised. But I... Use my oh, yeah, he, action. He does not have a shield raise. Yeah, that was last turn. The, I uh, I used my reaction to have the cloak, so I can't do shield block with the shield up. Oh no, the shield still gives yeah, you the AC. Your shield is still, still raised, but you're flanked, so it's it, it offsets. Yeah, yeah. All right, so <laughs> what happened? Dirty twenty. So dirty twenty to hit. Right, my AC is higher, but then it's lower. That's a hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good job. All right. <laughs> so that's three points, I guess, of bludgeoning with my fist. Non-lethal. Okay. Plus an extra one from force from my arcane cascade stance. It's a force damage, one force. Then my hydraulic push. It is 3d6. Uh, it's just a regular success, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So 3d6. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Let's see. Yeah, a dog push doesn't have a uh, save against it, right? No. God, I rolled like absolute trash. I'm so pissed. Nine points. Uh, yeah, there is a... Uh, oh, wait. You have to make a... Range could, spell cr- attack. Oh, because you critically succeed. You could do crazy damage. I could do 66. Holy shit. If I crit. Critically succeed. Okay. Um, all right. So what's the total? Nine, nine points. So it was... Sorry. Before... I don't Three know Three points of non-lethal fist. Plus and one force. One. So four plus nine is 13. 13 points total. 13 points, but some of that was non-lethal. Three was non-lethal. Well, it's, it all gets added together to all the same. Right. Uh, she falls. Yeah! Oh, wow! Nice. Oh. nice. <laughs> she crumbles to the ground in front of you and buggles. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> ow. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> ow. That was, oh. That was really cool. Are you okay? That was really cool. Are you okay? Me? Is um, everyone okay? We're yeah, not, just we're not through yet. Yeah. And he turns over to, to, to lead them. Uh, what are you right. doing? There's a couple of people still bleeding, so let's hold on here. Buckles, oh, I'm bleeding. You, right, you should have had taken one bleed and then roll to see if you removed the bleed. No. Okay, and now you take uh, some bleed. You're going to take four more bleed, Asta, and let's see if you can remove it. This time is going to be different. I rolled a four. <laughs> oh. All right, so you're still bleeding. What is happening? Captain Salah is out now. The gross blade ball. We'll see if it will move up to another uh, dying. You don't know. It's still down. Uh, it is Talitha's turn. Talitha, you have three actions, but you're still bleeding, and this thing is standing in front of you, but you don't think you have the power to end it. Uh, I'm gonna sta- I am going to stab it, though, because I want to get rid of this enfeebled. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, 14 to hit. Okay, you hit it. <laughs> okay, I'm no longer enfeebled. Stop. Okay. Uh, and then I will... I'll stab one more time. Okay. Okay, there you go. Natural 15. There you 16. go. Great. Then you take four points of bleed. My D4s only roll four, and then roll a flat check. Uh, I have another action. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, I guess I better quick tincture. No, I'll save it. Okay, let me see how the flat check goes. Uh, so four points, of, four points of bleed. Mm-hmm. You know, let me try to stab one more time. See if it makes a difference. Okay. Uh, that'll be a three to hit. <laughs> if you could roll another natural one, uh, maybe just stop. I thought you did yeah, for a yeah. I got really scared. Yeah, it was seven. All right, so uh, you just keep stabbing at this thing, hoping that it's making a difference, but with regeneration, you're just not sure. Right. You take four points of damage and then try to remove that bleed. Uh, 14, which is... Six- is it 15? It's DC 15. Oh, yeah, so you're still bleeding. Oh. All right, so three of you are still bleeding, and it goes to Brother Ramius. Brother Ramius, oh you know God. that you are the only one that can stop its regeneration, but three of your allies are bleeding out. Yeah. Um, okay, he will attempt to uh, stop its regeneration. So, uh, the watch out. And uh, he's going to shoot past you a divine lance uh, at this this thing, and this just white light comes emanating out of his hand and just bang into the creature, uh, hopefully sending it forever uh, away. That's good. That's a twenty-one to hit. Twenty-one is a critical with its AC. Oh, it beautiful! So it just secrets into nothing. But Julie uh, uh, looks at you, and she's she's covered in her own blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, if we got to stay in, in in combat rounds, you know, it's, he's like, "Come here, let me let me close that up. I have bandages. I have bandages." And he's divinely has one action. Uh, no, that his turn is over. Right. So now it goes to Zephyr. Zephyr. Did you while she while Asa was bleeding? Didn't you heal her to her full hit points? Yeah, but it doesn't. Magical healing doesn't take it away. Does. It does. It does if you go if to you're full. At your full. If you're at full. Were you at full when I healed you? You healed me back up. Yeah, you healed me. 
Yeah, you're not I gave bleeding you, anymore. Uh, I gave you 15. Was that to yeah. your max? Yes. Then you're not bleeding. Oh, thank you. It says okay. lead damage ends automatically if you're healed to your full hit point. Okay, oh, I so did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Give yourself four hit points back. Okay. And uh, you'll remove the bleeding. However, Talitha and Buckles are still bleeding. So, Zephyr, is there anything you can do? And, and no is fine. We can just... Yeah, I don't think so. You'd have to bleeding. be trained in medicine. Yeah. I, I am... You can uh, slit my throat. I am... Tra- <laughs> no, I'm not. You could slit my throat. Put me out of my misery. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk. I'm going to do a lap around the room. Okay, just kind of walking off. Yeah, right, 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 right. 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 <laughs> you, you see me like right limping like a just Charlie horse, off. like oh, shaking my leg. And, yeah. All right, Buggles. Is there anything you can do for yourself, or do you just want to roll the flat? I think I. Yeah, I don't have medicine. All right, trained. you're you're only taking one bleed, so you do take one bleed, okay. and then nope. No. Fail again. All right, so Buggles, you see, is starting to trickle. And Buggles is like, his head is swimming. Like, he sees this corpse of this horrible horse beast in front of him. He's disoriented. He's bleeding. He's just like, ah, ah. Yeah, you guys, yeah, he continues to bleed. You must see this. You must see Buggles is all out of sorts over there. Uh, Asta, you're standing across from this fallen centaur, which is a big mound of the body, but you do see Buggles struggling. Can you do it? And Buggles actually, like, he slips. I guess he's, like, walking backwards. He slips in his own blood. And he's just like... Uh, Hits his head on the table. Yeah. Dies. Knocks himself out. Dies. Uh, Million dollar baby. I am... (laughs) Spoilers. Million <laughs> dollar babies himself. Million uh, dollar buggles. Million dollar buggles. Episode title. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible day. Um, I would like to walk over to Buggles around the horse corpse, uh, the centaur corpse, uh, and Asta will get down on the ground in the blood with him and she'll go it's okay it's okay hold still hold still it's okay uh, uh, hold on uh, and I'm gonna treat uh, do a first aid check I guess with my trained medicine is that what you it would you're trained in medicine yeah yep then administer first aid it's two actions two actions so I'll move and then do that as my two actions to stop his bleeding okay alright so the DC <laughs> on this is gonna be probably this thing's class DC I would guess since it it didn't is that how it works yeah it's the DC of the effect oh because it's oh. It oh. Like fun. well I'll do my best I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm gonna get that um because uh, I don't you know that wasn't like a spell it cast that was just an after effect of its attack right so probably it's class DC would be the DC Okay. It makes perfect sense that it's class DC because it's how violently do its blades cut? Or it could be the the DC of the effect that Buggles rolled against the reflex save. That that is that what makes you bleed? Yeah, yeah, it's the ball. It was oh, the ball. I'm sorry. That was from the cape. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that from was, the cape. Yeah, that's not right. The ball. Two different things. Sorry. So the same DC. Yes. Yeah. Right. So 21. Success. Awesome. Yeah. So I just great. kind of so calm Buggles down and pad. I start to pack his wound and tape him up. That's great. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. And yeah, he slowly starts to come around and the little bit of relief and like understanding where he is. He's so cute. And also says, you were so brave. I, no, I don't think I was. Oh, and she just kind of holds, holds Buggles. She goes, we'll just sit here, okay? We can just sit here. We don't have to get up yet. Blood mingling each other's open wounds. And it goes to 
Talitha. <laughs> Got Francis real hard on that one. <laughs> Francis and Matt. Each of your blood seeping into each other's open wounds. This beautiful scene. <laughs> Talitha, anything you can in do, this, you just want I'm going to try to beautiful scene of death. to myself. Okay. I'm going to try to just staunch the bleeding. Uh, what, was, what's the D, what was the DC? Uh, 15? I think it's, yeah, it's 15. No, it's... it's uh, oh, no, it's the, the class DC, the DC of It's the, the DC of the feck. The, oh, yeah, uh, what effect put you at bleeding? The ball it was thing. The ball. Yeah. Ball's blades. Glad I deleted that. <laughs> it would be the class DC of the ball. The class Ball's DC of the ball. Blades. The ball blade. I rolled, I rolled a natural 19. Do you oh, fine? you got it. Yeah, you're fine. You're so fine. I stopped the bleeding. Yep. All right, so good. The I'm, bleeding is... Oh, we're done. Over. Heal, heal me. <laughs> you guys ready to go in the next room? <laughs> I will, I'll be right back. I'm just going to uh, kick down this door. Hey, and he Zephyr. kicks down the next door. Uh, Zephyr no. sits at the table, oh. now that her leg feels better, and uh, looks around the room at the skulls. From I there. sit next to you. I search the centaur. This lady's got to oh, have yeah, some, maybe cool, she has some nice stuff. cool stuff. Well, she doesn't have any pockets in, those, in that horse body. I check to see if there's any pockets. Check for uh, gift certificates. Oh, okay. Yeah, we could use a gift card to like an Olive Garden or something. That'd be fun. That would be fu- that'd be fucking awesome. Oh my god! Imagine she had Dave and Buster's. We would go crazy. We that's exactly what we need as the team building exercise, and it's just some relief. Yep. Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I said at the table too. All right, that's cute. Buckles, <laughs> are you still stupid? Uh, no, that passes okay. after two rounds. All right, you search the body of the centaur. She has a long sword. She has a spear. She has actually five spears. Some were Are they all large her. size? Good question. I know it is large size. The magical cloak on her back. Whoa. Hmm. Okay. Oh, it's a... Uh, okay. I'm not sure. sure how resizing things work in, in this. We can look into that between episodes. She's also wearing a breastplate and has a steel shield. I would think that these are sized large. Everything. Longsword, spear, breastplate, steel shield. But who was she? Captain Sama. She's, she told us her name. Yeah, why? She told us her name and Captain. most of her story. But why does she come to serve Kinipo? And he's, he's asking this as he's I patching think, up uh, Talitha. I think, Brother Ramius, I think she was a creature of evil. Do you think that it's just in their nature that some creatures derive pleasure from a... <laughs> <laughs> Joe. What did you do? No, I'm just passionate Joe, Talitha. Joe rolled a die and went. <laughs> <laughs> just lost all color in his face. Looks, there wasn't much in there to begin with. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think some creatures just naturally derive pleasure from others' pain? Oh, yeah. This one definitely seemed to. Uh, be into that. She looks around. Skulls in the room and the meat around the corner. The questionable meat. She, I don't know how else to explain it. She wanted to watch us suffer. She seemed excited to uh... <laughs> what did she say? Joe, rolled, uh, now, Joe was trying to heal me. He rolled another natural one. Oh, that's what you're doing over so there. You, is you bleeding and just losing hip points every time? <laughs> just butchering her. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Stay still. I love that the conversation is stay still. Do you think people try to intentionally hurt others? <laughs> that's that's like Zephyr. <laughs> Zephyr at one side of the table, too. Uh, and these two at the other. Can you keep it down? I think some people unintentionally hurt other people. Sure. So you absolutely. take that much damage. Oh my god. Oh my god. 
I'm still working. Um, Come on. Continue your right. role. Zephyr. Zephyr. You're killing her. Zephyr. <laughs> yeah. Buckles in the back. Buckles, I'm doing my best. And they just go on unperturbed. They stop. Zephyr, let's take a walk. Let's look at all these skulls. Yeah. Maybe into the meat room. Oh, let's look at the meat room. Yeah. Buckles, do you want to take a walk? I... And he's ba- Buggles is still pretty badly hurt, so he's just like, no, I think I think I'll uh, I'll give it a miss this time. Thank okay. you, though. Right. Thank you for stopping me from bleeding to death. Yep. And now for our cleric to do their job. <laughs> you look up so you stand up. So you look up, and Brother Amius, it's just sweat pouring down his face. There's blood all over him. It's been an hour and a half. He's like, he's like. Who's next? We lost it. Buckles <laughs> is like looking up. It's like his hands are shaking. Like, I need water. I need, I need a glass one. of water. Yes. It's like we lost her. Did someone bring me water. <laughs> I, I think I'm all right. Actually, yeah. I can just Buggles, please. I'll be fine. Buggles, come over here. I'm healed all wounds, as they say. Buggles, get over there. All right. Are you smoking? Yeah. Is he he's smoking. He's gonna steady himself. He rolls a tobacco cigarette. <laughs> With the, with the page of a book. The hands shaking. His hands shaking. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just like sucking one that back. Is, that was a hard one. At the dining room table. Buggles. <laughs> Buggles. It's like mash. It really is. Um, and it should be treated as such. This is nasty, man. Oh, yeah. This is war. This yeah. is gross yeah, is. and brutal and... Uh, Time has to pass as we take care of this. So, uh, in actuality, it took me 40 minutes to take care of Talitha. So, lots to discuss. He's going to start patching up Buggles. Buggles. Before you reach, you actually touch him. He reaches out and he, like, gently sort of grabs your wrist and he says, I, I'm sorry he said that about your prayer. I, I'm, I'm sure he didn't mean it. Do you? And he's starting to work on you. Do you know what he said? I couldn't understand it. You... And I speak many languages. Oh. Well, I I suppose it isn't important then. But in any case, I... Did it feel wrong? What he said? To you? It was... It was rude. It was rude. But I... I think he... He... I think he means well... At least as far as I'm concerned. And when did you first start speaking with him? He... He... Came to me when I was in trouble. At my... Where I used to live. And he... He helped protect you. He helped me. Yes, he helped me. Mm. And he has been with me ever since. He comes and goes... I've noticed when we were outside earlier, and he kind of smiles, and he's making progress. He does seven points of healing. Oh. Uh, are you still down? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's just going to keep working. I noticed outside he came over you again. It seems to be these sort of violent uh, episodes where he emerges when you're in danger. It is. It is a little unpleasant. It can be unpleasant, but also it is good, I suppose, to feel strong for a, at least for a moment. 
Yes, it is nice to feel strong. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. And he smiles. Uh, and he crits, natural 20. Oh. Uh, so that is 17. Uh, you still down? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay, great. Like, oh. um, says, I know something of feeling weak, or the weaker one. I, when I was younger, I, um, I had a brother who was very strong, and I always seemed to pale in comparison, you know, uh, always a bit thinner, always a bit slower to run, and I, um, I think it's my heart, really, that's, that's what the physicians told me when I was younger, uh, something, it's, uh, beats a little slower or something, uh, makes me... Sometimes hard to catch breath and hard to keep up. And to watch him be so excellent in so many things, it was difficult. So I certainly understand the feeling of wanting that strength. But I worry, is it worth losing yourself entirely? It's hard to think of you thinking of yourself as weak. You are so big. And you say your heart is weak, your heart is good. You have a good heart. Oh, thank you, Buckles. And you do as well. I'm glad that we are working together here to try to find this answer to our question. The answer to why we passed through. But with each place we go, and he's looking around at this, like, really foreign, strange place, you know, it only brings up more questions. Do you miss your brother? I do. Very much. Very much. He kind of gets lost in thought. I miss mine too. You have I a brother. Had, I had many brothers and sisters. Or so I thought of them. Yes, it's been very long since I have been home. Home is a, a concept that has eluded me for many years now. Do you think we will ever see home again, Brother Ramius? I don't know, Buckles. I think first we have to find out if we can be safe anywhere. And if we can be safe from this, you know, perhaps we could return home. I suppose I don't want to return to where I came from, but it would be nice to find a home. I suppose I don't either, Buckles. <laughs> Maybe it's just that feeling of home. Perhaps we... Perhaps we could create a new one. That would be good. That would be nice. But you're all set there. And he sort of pats uh, on the places where he's placed the bandages. Um, you're in great shape. Ah, stretches I see. Thank you, brother. Uh, like hops down from the chair. Says, good as new. <laughs> and I said, that's not a lamb shake. That's a pork medallion. It's, it's a joke. I, I know it is. And, <laughs> and that would do I'm, really well with Kitsune. They would find that very funny. Maybe one day I'll get it. Um, 
Uh, Would you like to hear another joke? Okay, we can try it again. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I understand. You're tired. Brace yourself. You're tired. Anyway, look at all this meat. <laughs> can we examine this corner? Yeah, I mean, the, the skulls, uh, the first thing that... Uh, kind of jump out at you because they're all like glowing and they seem to be staring at you and they're all different shapes but all humanoid you don't see any with like multiple eye sockets they're all two eye sockets nose mouth some don't contain the lower jaw but the meat it it looks like Maybelline some of it is definitely maybe does this look Maybelline meat? it's like a human body that's been vivisected oh. surgically and hung the other one might be a side of beef or a torso of a human. Male, female? Can't tell. Can't tell. There's no skin. Mm. A definitely. side of beef is generally larger than a human. A humanoid or? It could be a small cow. Fair. Yeah, you make a great point. Yeah, it's, uh, you're certain some of that is human meat. There's no reason to think it isn't all human meat. Does it smell good? Is it fucked up because it like kind of smells good? Yeah, the smell doesn't bother you. And then there's like a little oven in the corner back there? This is human. Little uh, thing giving off light there in the southern corner. Cool. cool. It's like a little uh, kiln. Kiln. Kin. Are we it's, doing word uh, association? No, I I had a I had an art teacher who pronounced it kin, and I was never sure if that was actually right. Kiln. <laughs> I, I think it's kiln. kiln, but she just always said kiln. Yeah. Kin. You look at that little pantry in there. Classic just... Denver accent. <laughs> yeah. Dropping the L in kiln. I, that's one of the few. Uh, <laughs> a little larvae inside of the skulls provide a, a light to the room, like a greenish light, um, but the pant that doesn't go into the pantry. So that little kiln there that's giving light is just. Um, providing light to that dim corner. Um, but you do get the sense that this is like a banquet hall hmm. where food would be prepared and then brought out to this now after story table. God. I see two doors in this corridor to the north. Can we go listen at them? Sure. Uh, I will listen at the one, the western door up in that northern corridor. The western door? Sure. <laughs> Uh, natural five for 12. You, uh, put your ear up to that door and it just like opens. Uh, I look inside. Hallway. You look inside and you see a long hallway that stretches like up to the north west. I start to hear anything at that door to the north. Mm, hold on. And I reach into my little side bag belt thing under my robe, and I have a little brass ear, uh, which is part of my equipment. I bought this. It's a short tube, uh, and it goes in the ear canal, and you can use it to listen through a door or a window. It's a hearing trumpet. Uh, yeah. Is that a thing? Mm -hmm. like, oh. Like the, like, yeah, it what is. What is that? <laughs> Want the moon? Uh, and <laughs> I put it against the door, and I listen. Uh, 22. Nothing on the other side of the north door. And Talitha, you turn back to look up this hallway and you see along the western wall 
or the western side of this long corridor um, are framed paintings all equally set apart stretching all the way down the hallway each painting glows softly and you can see like the first few and they depict figures that seem to be moving in the frame it's Hogwarts if you sit there for a second and watch it looks like a cycle like starting and restarting these moving pictures like short repeating motion pictures moving short moving pictures like like a gif is it a short film is it a a short film festival (laughs) it's a short film festival (laughs) tickets a gentleman comes out tickets please (laughs) uh i'll go check i'll go check out the paintings is this a nickelodeon you see how much five cents (laughs) bear with me one moment i want to investigate these pictures i'm coming too oh well great Talitha and Asta enter this corridor and start to look at the paintings. The first one portrays a a long, thin figure. Eight foot tall, maybe hairless, rail thin body, completely genderless, and uh, like the color of pale slate. Has an oversized mouth full of flat teeth, puncturing uh, an otherwise skull-like face. Strips of flayed skin hang from its body, and you see this figure just like awakening in a dark, mossy bower. And as you watch this sort of scene unfold, because it's moving, you get the sense that the creature is being born. But it's like fully formed as it awakens in this power. Keep moving on. You look at the second painting and you see this same figure kneeling before this massive cloaked fae of chaotic darkness. A powerful figure. It looks like a ruler of some sort. And this slim humanoid is kneeling showing fealty to this cloaked figure and the paintings continue in this fashion showing scenes of this figure throughout its life you don't know where it it doesn't change its visage but it feels chronological and they're all moving and repeating these movements over and over the next one shows this figure coming upon the gnawed corpse of a human um, and, and the human has in its hand a, uh, a strange carved leaf then you see the figure tracing the trail of this human back to where it came from and coming upon a huge stone arch then pulling that carved leaf out that it took from the body and using the leaf as the gate's key to activate and pass through the arch, emerging into a clearing that you recognize. Even though it looks completely different from when you saw it, it is the location of the true seven arches. 
but much different, overgrown. It was a long time ago. Hmm. The next one shows this figure now in that world. Your world. Hunting elves. <laughs> gorging on their shadows. Capturing them. Experimenting on them. Vivisecting them. Clearly trying to do something very specific, but ultimately failing in every single one of his experiments and killing the elves. The next one shows a group of elves, elven heroes, banding together to stop this fey menace, hauling it back through the seventh arch, back into the first world, where they imprison this figure in the stump of a giant tree. Mm. You see in the moving painting the elves taking that little leaf key back from the Fae to ensure the figure would be stranded in this world, the world which you find yourselves in now. The next painting shows this figure sitting in its prison, just experimenting with shadow stuff. And as it experiments with this shadow stuff, the stuff with which the realm is made up of, you see its realm within the tree growing, changing, altering, based on the mind of this fae. And it grows in such a way that tendrils from this plane branch out into the material plane, seep into the material plane, and you see this figure coming to a great discovery and then sending a great evil through these branches from the first world back into the material world and eventually escaping their tree stump and returning to the material world only to find that the elves are gone and that they left long, long ago. The next one chronicles this figure's return from the material plane, disappointed that its enemies have left back to the first world. Spending centuries haunting and stealing people from the material plane to experiment on them, looking for something. Going into the material plane, taking someone back into the first world, trying to figure something out, recruiting other fey creatures like the Gorgas to help them hunt. You see them parlaying with Gorgas, trying to convince them to join their cause, sending the Gorgas into the world to hunt people, to bring them back into the fey's first world stump. Yet again, looking for something and always being dissatisfied with the results. The ninth painting sees this figure discovering a very familiar-looking oak steward, finding Bolan in the woods and instructing him to capture the very key that was used against it so long ago. And as Asta and Talitha continue moving along to the final painting, I imagine the rest of you are are following into the room and, and watching this all unfold as well. You stop in front of the final painting because disturbingly it shows Brother Ramius, Talitha, Buggles, Zephyr, and Lucky fighting the rebel oak stewards and fending off the unicorn during your encounter at the seventh arch. And you watch and there's like this tiny glow in the background of this image. (laughs) And you focus in 
looking ever so closer at this figure, this slim fey figure, watching from the trees with its trademark silent grin. And we'll see you next week. That is amazing. That's crazy. So creepy. What a creepy ass image. That's really... It's messed up. It's always horrible to go into a nightmare place and find a painting of you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. never good. You're like you're walking right into the trap. It's like going to it's, it like, it's like going to a, an acquaintance's house and finding that you have a picture of you on their wall. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very weird with them just watching. And they Photoshop yeah. themselves into it. Yeah. Like they're in it. You know, My best friend. Can't take it here. <laughs> It's time to make your membership official. Become an official member of the Nash today at jointhenash.com. That's jointhenash.com, where you'll get access to exclusive podcasts and live streams you can't find anywhere else. See what everybody's talking about and join the Nash today at jointhenash.com. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.